What up? It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Donkey James Ramshaw. Reporting live for duty on this glorious January 17th in the year of our Lord, 2019. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. We're coming at you late this week. I'm sorry. Cry me a river. If you have any feedback on uh, that issue, uh, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Come on, be my mother. Tell me when I'm late. Bitch me out. Set some standards around here for God's sakes. I'm not going to do it. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Also, hit me up with some questions, queries, or qualms. Feedback. Static. No, static. Static. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Hit me up with something you want to talk about. You want me to talk about something? Do you want some issues to be addressed? Hit me up there. That's where the change starts on this podcast. Help me help you. For God's sakes. Haven't you ever seen Jerry Maguire? Anyway, um, hit me up there if you uh, blah, 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 should feel so. But yes, we're late this week. Uh, first time, really. This is the latest we've ever been uh, in the history of J.R. the P., we're usually very on time. Generally speaking, um, I try to drop the podcast every Tuesday morning, sometimes in the afternoon on a Tuesday, latest Wednesday morning, right? So here we are Thursday. This is the latest we've ever been. And, uh, you know, it happens. Sorry about that. But it's been a bit of a busy week, unforeseen circumstances. One of the biggest ones, the biggest one, is my fire alarm you have a fire alarm in your building? A smoke detector, rather? Smoke detector, you know? This fucking blood clot fucking uh, smoke detector, bum clot fucking smoke detector, uh, this fucking gastronomical fucking nuisance, it's been like beeping incessantly uh, because, it's, because it's expired. You know, sometimes you can hear a faint echo of, uh, you know, all the smoke detectors on my floor in my apartment building, they all expired. So when they expire, according to the, uh, the manual, when they expire, they beep every 30 seconds for at least seven days. You know, so these fucking fire uh, extinguishers are fucking menstruating up there on my ceiling. Just beep, 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 beep. Just driving me fucking bonkers. Can't catch a wink of sleep. Busting my chops at work. You know, uh, if you're new to the podcast, Jonathan James Ramtran, myself, I am a actor extraordinaire, stand-up comedian extraordinaire, alcoholic, two years and two months of sobriety extraordinaire, temporary laborer. And uh, I've been going blood clot crazy, fucking trying to get some, can't catch a wink of sleep, going into work as a temporary laborer, a janitor. So what, I'm a janitor. What, you wouldn't kiss a janitor, huh? Too dirty for you, huh? Got, got standards, do you, huh? Yeah, you know, like I'm a janitor. So, like, I, can't, I haven't caught a wink of sleep in the last fucking two and a half days because this fucking blood clot fucking alarm system beeping and buzzing, menstruating on my ceiling. And, uh, yeah, I've been tired as a fucking mule. And, you know, that's basically the main reason why the podcast is late. Haven't been sleeping well, wasn't able to record in the apartment, really, because of all that beeping. You can even hear the faint echoes of it from my neighbors, right? Like I said, the neighbors uh, on my floor, their fucking, their fucking uh, smoke detectors are going off too. But I was smart enough to contact my uh, 
building uh, superintendent, asked him to, you know, fix it. So, yeah, he fixed it, gave me a new smoke detector. So, uh, you know, here I am. New smoke detector, new podcast, hallelujah, moving forward. Also, like I mentioned, uh, the podcast was late. I was working, very busy. But most importantly, back on stage. Hallelujah, New Year 2019. I did a show this past Monday. Yeah, it was blessed. Got my ass back up on stage after a long hiatus. So that added to some of the, uh, you know, the uh, the workload of this week. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I was stressing a little bit. Hadn't been on stage in a couple months. If you're new to the podcast, uh, I had mentioned a few months ago, I had stopped doing uh, open mics. Now, an open mic is a stage for a performer, like as an open stage for a performer, whether you're a musician, an actor, comic, a poet, whatever, various people do uh, open mics. And it's a good way for you to um, challenge yourself, try out new material, develop your stage persona, whatever it is, right? It's a good training tool, no matter what stage you're in, right? Professional comics still hit up open mics from time to time, right? So um, here I am. Uh, I've been doing stand-up comedy 10 plus, well, 10 years. Just came over my 10-year anniversary this past December. December 2018 was my 10-year anniversary as a stand-up comedian. So, uh, you know, I've been doing it for a while. And I was getting to the point of, you know what? This is not about ego, It's just about the fact that they're not fun for me anymore. Uh, You go to open mics. It's your choice. It's your world. It's up to you. So to anybody listening who's a performer or who is an audience member, perhaps considering going to see an open mic, whatever it is, it's your world. In my world, I've done enough open mics. They're not really fun anymore. I'm not growing. The main thing, I'm not growing. And number two, I'm not having fun. So I just said, yo, I got to put the kibosh on this. So I stopped going to open mics. And it's tense, right? Because that's really the only stage time I was getting. So finally, um, I got my duckies in a row. And now I'm producing shows. So um, that's the blessing. I'm going to talk about that later in the program. But, uh, you know, I was able to, through my efforts, book some stage time. On somebody else's show. So that's what I was doing this past Monday. And uh, I was happy. I got up there. Uh, while I was on stage, I, you know, I felt okay. I felt good. Felt back at it. When I got off stage, I was thinking, eh, that was all right. A little mediocre. It went okay. It was my first time back in a while. And uh, when I listened to the recording, turns out it was pretty good. I did pretty good. I handled myself up there. I got a lot of laughs. Um, I put some new twists on some old jokes. So it was pretty good. I handled myself well, and it was actually decent. So, you know, I was happy to see that I have my objectivity. Sometimes it's easy to get so caught up in what you want. You know, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. You lose sight of, well, what's actually going on? Are you deserving of it? Are you qualified for it? Do you just want it or do you deserve it? Have you earned it? 
So that's what I'm saying. I'm objective. I can see things for what they are, I believe. I believe to be true in my performing. I don't just take it for granted. I know it's something that I'm good at and that I keep working at and that, um, you know, I'm blessed to do. Still excited and hungry to do. So that was good. Went up there, handled it well. There was laughter. There was comfort. There was new things, new twists, new beginnings. So yeah, 2019 kicked off well for the comedy. Though, <laughs> but, there's always a but, uh, but uh, some negativity was brewing. There were some dark storm clouds. Um, what's also a subject on my podcast is choosing when to engage with negative conversation, negative thoughts negative situations. So granted, I was blessed to go do a show beginning of 2019. Things went well. However, but, although, there were some negative connotations, right? There was some uh, negative things going on that I wasn't happy about. And like I said, this isn't coming from anywhere but experience. I've banged it out. I've done the time. I'm a performer. I know what I'm talking about. So I don't always know what I need to see or hear as a performer, as a person. But I do know what I don't need to see. And I was seeing things that I don't need to see. And what was I seeing? Desperation. Desperation's an ugly look. It's a bad look. You know? People say, survey says, desperate times call for desperate measures. They never call for desperate measures. Desperate times don't call for desperate measures. Not in my world. In my opinion, desperate times call for introspection, calm, quiet reflection, counsel with friends, loved ones, read a book, take a dump, jerk off, blow out some stress, whatever you got to do, eat some pussy, suck a dick, whatever. Finger up the asshole, you're brand new. You're brand new to think and focus. Desperate times do not call for desperate measures. Calm down, reflect, relax, operate from a place of confidence, a place of integrity, and a place of faith. Right? So that's what I was seeing. I was seeing a lot of ugly desperation, places that I don't ever want to go back to because I've been through, I've been through so much as a performer, as a human being, as an alcoholic, recovered alcoholic, recovering alcoholic, stuttering alcoholic. I've been through so much that, like, I don't need to go back to a world of desperation. It's an ugly look. Hey, you, get off my cloud. You don't know me and you don't know my style. Back up, pipe down, shut up, get a grip, shake your head. You know? Get the fuck out my face. What the blood clot hell are you even talking about? So, that's what I'm saying. And like I, uh, and like I also said, I don't have to speak on every negative connotation, context, situation, conflict. I don't have to speak on every negative thing that comes across my path. I don't have to talk about everything that's on my plate. So the blessing was I just enjoyed my new stage time. Busted my cherry. <laughs> got back up on there, got some laughs. Some desperation, some negativity washed over me. Rather was imposed upon me. And I slapped it away. And I'm here to fight a new day. So whatever. Jobless. 
And we're back. Uh, yeah, doing a split shift on this mic, on this recording, uh, on this podcast, rather, if you want to get technical. Yeah, like I said, I was just kind of burnt out from all that beeping. It's still beeping. These fucking beeps, beeps, beeps. Beep, 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 beep. Roadrunner goes beep, 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 beep. Roadrunner, beep, beep. The coyote's after you. Beep, beep. Roadrunner, beep, beep. If it catches you, you're through. The fucking neighbor's going beep, beep. It's fucking smoke detectors. It's been this, this incessant beeping. Beep, 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 beep. I'm telling you, I got earplugs in right now. I'm going fucking mental. Bags under my eyes. Fucking glum look on my fucking face. It's like four. It's four forty-five in the fucking morning. I could be sleeping until like six thirty right now. But no, here I am up. Here I am up at the crack of fucking dawn, January eighteenth, uh, two thousand and nineteen. Here I am, up at the crack of dawn, because this incessant fucking beeping noise. So, anyways, glad to be back here at you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. But yeah, like I'm saying, it's been it's been a fucking stressful situation on the home front. With all this fucking beeping. But at least I'm not fucking, uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> out in the cold, man. It's freezing. Well, it's been pretty cold in Toronto lately. Not not in terms of. Winter and Canada, but it's been colder than it's lately been. It's been like, you know, minus 10 and below, you know, like minus 15, minus 12, minus 10 in that area. It snowed last night too. I'm looking out the window. It's a different looking look to the day. So anyway, hallelujah. Here I am back on the split shift. Yeah. Anyway, try to keep my fucking head straight. I'm on my way to work. This morning, yeah. That's another blessing of the new year is that um, I'm back at work. Uh, As I mentioned, I'm a temporary laborer. So I do all sorts of random shit, you know. I mean, I'll fucking sweep a floor, clean out a garage, wash dishes, you know, buff a hallway, scrub a toilet, you know, move furniture, set up chairs and tables at an event, whatever. Whatever makes the sound of money, ka-ching! Don't give a blood clot fuck, I'll do it. Do it. Right? So you just gotta do it, like Nike says. And I'm at fucking uh, work today as a janitor. Custodian worker. So what? Yeah, I mop floors. What? You wouldn't kiss a janitor? Your standards are that high? You get a better man than that, huh? Good for you then. <laughs> You're special. But, um,. Yeah, I'm a janitor by trade, uh, today anyway. Uh, I'm working at a very uh, high-profile media company here in downtown Toronto. It's a very high-profile media company, and they got, like, you know, radio stations, television stations, uh, what's the thing? Newspaper, uh, no, 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 not newspapers, but uh, magazines. Yeah, so they got like magazines. Uh, there's a lot of media going on at this building. You know, it's like kind of like uh, it's got that fucking uh, what's it called? That Mad Men. You know, Mad Men, that TV show, Don Draper. It has like that Mad Men uh, vibe, minus the sexuality and drinking. 
everybody's walking on eggshells. Hashtag me too. And uh, it's very sterile, even though the women are looking fantastic. God damn, they're traipsing around in their heels and shit. Click, 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 click. One thing I noticed, though, from, one thing I noticed, though, from seeing all these women traipsing around in uh, just dressed to the nines, beautiful, gorgeous-looking business women, you know. But one thing I've noticed about seeing them traipsing around lately is um, you can't really saunter in heels, can you? When you're wearing heels, you just got to be going like click, 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 tickety-boo, right? You can't just lumber, wander, meander, take your time. No, when you're in heels, you're all business, right? So, yeah, I was looking at some of these ladies, and they're click, 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 and walking through the cafeteria, click, 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 walking to the bathroom. It's just like, yo, like, you know you're not in a hurry. You're, play, you're doing Sudoku on your fucking phone. You're, you're, walk, you're stamping around as if you got something to do. You're about to go take a piss, a dump, whatever. Check your fucking emails, go on Facebook, send an Instagram selfie. You're not doing dick. Click, 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 click. Meandering around. <laughs> These little hens. But yeah, like, you know, isn't it? It's at that time when you can't say shit, though, you know, in the job place. And, uh, you know, I just looked the other way as if I didn't notice anything, you know. Oh, here comes some hot woman. Stuffed into a tight fucking uh, leather skirt and a blouse. With those fucking, you know, uh... Those kinky secretary glasses. Click, 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 click. Oh, yeah, I'm not looking. I'm not looking at anything. You know, I'm just mopping a floor. <laughs> Don't mind me, miss. Oh, I'm just mopping and dusting. Mm-hmm, morning. Sure, some foul weather we're having there, miss. It is cold outside. Mm-hmm. Well, better get back to mopping. Doop, 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 doop. Yeah, so I'm just like a lowly janitor staring at all these uh, chickens clicking around on their heels, those tender gams, you know. Plus, there's also men. <laughs> men in their heels. Click, 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 click. They're stupid fucking uh, loafers. Those shiny Oxford fucking Italian leather loafers. Click, 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 click. I'm a businessman. Click, 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 click. And they're like clicking around, walking through like hardwood floors. <laughs> yeah. And, um... You know, I don't say this from a point of, um, I was thinking about this, because, you know, it's like, you know, um, you know, it's so easy to point finger at, um, you know, I guess, uh, well, sometimes when you ridicule people for looking good or having a high profile job, it could be coming across as uh, jealousy, envy. And I was thinking about that, because... You know, here I am, this lowly janitor, just a low-down, rotten, good-fed-nothing, mopping floors, buffing hallways, cleaning toilets, scrubbing toilets. And, you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, number one, why should I take this personally? Nobody's thinking about me in terms of like, oh, look at him. I mean, they're thinking about themselves. They're in their own worlds. I'm, I'm sure that nobody's considering me. Like, what's there to take personal? I'm a janitor. I'm there. I'm making money. So why take it personally? But number two as well, like, I was thinking, like, I don't envy them. Like, you know, like, they, sometimes they have this look on their face when they pass me, like, oh, poor guy, poor soul. And they, they give me this, like, you know, this empathetic smile, this half shucks grin. And it's just like, yo, like, I'm happy. Like, you don't know, you don't know that I'm on the grind hustling, trying to be a performer, trying to do my shit, like. This ain't my whole life. This doesn't, this doesn't define me. Well, in a way, it does. Janitor. 
You know, what do you do? I'm a janitor. <laughs> you know, that kind of says enough. I was talking to a friend the other day on the phone. He's like, um, we're just talking about what we're doing for our work and stuff. And I had mentioned that I'm a janitor. And uh, they're like, he's like, oh, yeah, well, that's cool. And, you know, I guess you got your stories or whatever. And it's good for comedy. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it pretty much sums it up. Like, it, it's, a, it's funny in itself. Janitor. So I was thinking to myself, like, yo, if I knew I was going to grow up to be a janitor, I probably wouldn't have. Kind of a dark little uh, jingle there, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it doesn't define me. I'm happy to do it. And just because... Oh, sorry, yeah. I should... I would think that, like, for example, my goal is to become successful in life, you know, to get to where I want to be in life. So I hope when I get to that point, I'm not met with jealousy and envy. And I'm, I'm not surrounded by people that are, you know, and they wish and they wish and they wish and they're wishing so many bad things on me. It's like one Drake song that I actually don't mind. Actually, he's got a few songs I like, but like that song, like, you know, all these bad things, people wishing on you and shit, like, you hope that when you get successful, you're not surrounded by jealousy and envy. You could just blossom and bloom, you know, spread your wings, ah, soar like a fucking pigeon, you know, like, you wish you could do these things, right? You wishing, you wishing. So, same situation with me. Yeah, I'm looking at all these people clicking around in their high heels, men and women, click, click, click. Going from bathroom stall to bathroom stall, taking dumps, piss, shitting, washing their hands, blowing their nose, pissing. That's what they do all day long. They're in and out of the bathroom, pissing, shitting, washing hands, you know, blowing noses. All these high-profile people, you know, click, click, click in their little fucking shoes, high heel shoes, leather fucking Italian loafers, clicking around, walking around, shirts tucked in, looking business-like, looking important. And it's like... Yeah, I hope when I get to that point where I'm, like, in my zone, when I'm successful, that I'm not met with jealousy and envy. So, like, I laugh and I criticize these people. And it's not because, oh, they're doing well for themselves or I'm hating on them. It's more so just the bureaucracy. Because it's like, as janitors, as these little lowly servants, it's like, we're constantly like, oh, the towels need to be changed. We need to go clean. We have to go change the paper towels. And oh, we got to go fix the soap. There needs to be more soap. And oh, this has to get swept. And it's like, they try to keep people in a state of anxiety. Over what? Toilet bowl cleaning? You know, paper towel changing? You know? Like... Mopping a floor? Like, what's this fucking fire? What's this, like, inferno that's blazing that you're telling me about? No, we're talking about fucking janitorial services. It's straightforward. But, you know, it's a little game that we play in society, right? The bureaucracy, the, the, the ceremony of, um, you know, the ladder climbing. I'm here and you're down there. You know, like, here's where I am, there's where you are. You know, so it's like... They play this little game, you know, like most of the people there are really cool. They're really just like smiling and gracious. But a lot of people, they're always like on the janitor's uh, cases, you know. 
making complaints. This needs to be cleaned. That needs to be cleaned. When in reality, it's all clean. They have a staff of cleaners going 24-7 at that place. It's a busy, it's a busy, it's a busy location. It goes 24-7. There's a cleaning crew cleaning 24-7. A lot of times during the job, we're just like, you know, taking it easy, walking around, just checking on things, checking on the general upkeep. But still the complaints come. They wish and they wish and on me. You know, telling me to fucking, not me. Like, I mean, like I said, water off a duck's ass. I don't even work there. <laughs> you know, I'm like a temporary laborer. I'm like, a, you know, parachuting in. But like, I noticed this. I noticed the anxiety of the workers, right? I saw this one worker. His name's like Arland. Arland. Yeah, hello, my name's Arland. Arlo. I don't even really know what his name is. Is it Arlo, Arland, whatever, but... He's a Filipino man in Ireland. And they, 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 I, they want me here. They want me there. Where do I go? They want me everywhere. I saw him like on his knees, like begging and pleading with the supervisor, all stressed out. He's like, tell me what to do. They want me here. They want me there. Where do I go? This is not right. This is not right. I've been working here for over a year now. I'm sick of this. They got me here. They want me there. And the supervisor, she's a really cool lady, right? She's like a Hispanic lady, right? She's like, okay, listen, okay. I understand you're, you're upset, okay? But this is what we're going to do for you. Thank you. We're going to get you to do this. We're going to get you to do that. We're going over here, clean the right air. But what are you talking about? I've been doing everything. I'm here. I'm there. I'm tired. There's all this stress that they're putting on people, right? Over, like, sweeping floors and shit. I see it in the eyes of the people. I see the anxiety, I see the bureaucracy, I see the injustice. So it's like a double-edged sword. On one hand, it's like, yeah, like, there's standards to upkeep, and when you get to a certain level, you want to keep people happy, they earn their spot. If that's a part of their job, then, you know, to walk into a nice, clean building, be treated with a certain level of um, hospitality, then yeah, sure, they earn that spot, that's fine, and that's my job to do. I'm there to clean, I'm there to provide, I'm there to facilitate. But, you know, just the bureaucracy of walk around and do this, do that, blah, 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 at the fucking whim of somebody taking a dump in high-heeled shoes in fucking pointed loafers, then what the blood clot hell? To hell with it, right? But, hey, you know, they wish and they wish and on me. I'm having a sip of coffee here, you know. Guided meditations, too. They have all this new-agey bullshit, like... Uh, not new agey as if I'm dissonant. I'm new agey, right? I do a lot of like wholeness and holistic approaches to my health. But um, I noticed on the walls there, they have like um, in the, you know, in the building, in different floors, they have um, like in the office spaces, they have um, <coughs> little uh, signs posted for um, guided meditations. You know, that's that's something that they're trying to do to because they, they create an environment that is actually pretty cool. Like, I guess the trouble of working in an office building historically has always been the confinement. You're stuck at a desk in a little cubicle, whatever. And it's kind of daunting. I've worked those jobs, too, as a telemarketer, stuck behind a fucking uh, desk on the phone all fucking day. And, you know, it gets daunting. It gets to you, man. And um you know, I remember like back in those days when I was doing telemarketing in an office, I was just so like, um, like, what do I do? Like, 
my drinking was just starting up at that point. I was like in my early 20s. My drinking was really getting out of hand and um, just beginning to really kind of get bad. And uh, I was thinking like, you know, I got so many different things I need to do to maintain my health. Like I, I should really be focusing on my health. I'm like, well, I can't quit drinking. I can't quit smoking. Can't quit smoking weed. But maybe I can, you know, I don't know, try some different approaches to health. So I read a couple different news articles in the newspaper, a couple health articles. I'm like, well, maybe I can't quit smoking and drinking, but, you know, I could definitely start jerking off at work. There was like this article about, you know, if you jerk off at work, it could help your productivity. So I'm like, huh, I read this article. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I can sneak off to a bathroom stall and tug one out, right? So I gave that a shot, you know, anything to just try to be a little bit healthier, right? So, you know, I used to jerk off at work. So what? I don't do that anymore. But, like, the point being, um, you got to try all these little tricks to help yourself in the workplace, right? When you're, when you're working some confined job, right? And that's the one thing I noticed at this uh, job that I'm working as well. They had these signs posted for uh, guided meditations, right? Guided meditations. <laughs> and like, you know, it's just kind of dark thoughts. I'm like, guided meditations, you know, like this stupid horseshit bureaucracy, this fucking stale climate of being, being stuck behind a desk and seeing your stupid co-workers and their fucking tucked in shirts and pointy shoes, right? Like, <laughs> guided meditations. And then like, you know, I was saying to myself, all right, counting back from 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, you're drowning, drowning. Picture yourself drowning further, further down to the bottom of the lake. The air escaping your breath. Drowning. Five, four, three, two, one, death. <laughs> you know, just a negative thought. Just like, a, you know, just a negative thought at their attempt to be uh, spiritually sound, you know. Mentally sound, healthy. I just want to throw a wrench right into the mix. Damn you to hell. Be miserable. Anyway. So, yeah, that's basically like, um, basically the situation, you know. Uh, been blessed to do it, you know. 2019, you got to start off working. At least I do. You know, I got to start off working. So I'm glad to be back at that, doing well, making some money. Um... And, uh, you know, to anybody out there working, to all my working fans and individuals, individuals, you know, just, you know, try to be humble. Like I'm trying to talk about here, you know, like um, I go to work, I, I do what I got to do because it facilitates my life and there's humility in it. And as I mentioned, yeah, you know, I could be judgmental, making fun of all these people for, you know, you know, whatever. They're not like me, you know. They're more buttoned up, buttoned down. And, uh, you know, I can criticize them. But, like, you know, their job's important. They got a right to be themselves, obviously. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. I'm just, you know, cutting them down a little bit for being so, you know, corporate. But, you know... That's the flavor that they that they uh, rock with, right? So that's all good. And um, I shouldn't, uh, you know, it's important for me to realize that everybody doesn't think like me. You know what I mean? So when I get a little too judgmental and jokey and blah 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 and running my mouth, just gotta remember. I just gotta remember that sometimes, right? So that's cool. <laughs>
And, uh, oh yeah, while I was on the company dime yesterday, fucking around uh, on my lunch break, I checked this out. I read this article. Um, you might find this interesting. <clears throat> this chair keeps creaking. Okay. Comedian rejected for shows. Montreal. An inspiring Montreal comedian has been told he cannot take part in shows at a university bar because his dreadlocks are a form of cultural appropriation. <gasps> the Coulez Rocotes, I might be pronouncing that wrong, a bar and solidarity cooperative at the Université du Québec à Montréal confirmed on Facebook its decision to exclude Zach Portras, Portray. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Zach Potras, P-O-I-T-R-A-S, who is white because of his hairstyle. Poitras, Potre, denied a spot at the Snowflake Comedy Club. <clears throat> Another evening of engaged humor declined to comment on the situation. The bar is operated by UQAM, branch of the Public Interest Research Group, which focuses on environmental and social issues. In this Facebook statement, the cooperative says its mission is to be a safe place, a free place for relationships and free of oppression. It describes cultural appropriation it describes cultural appropriation as a form of violence. What? Oh yeah. We will not tolerate any discrimination or harassment within our spaces, it says. <laughs> yeah, so this comedian out in Montreal got rejected from a show because he's white and he wears dreadlocks, a form of cultural appropriation. Huh. I read that on my little coffee break yesterday. <laughs> it was in the newspaper. And uh, first of all, it's pretty fucking ironic, you know, the Snowflake Comedy Club. <laughs> uh, you know, this aptly put, uh, they denied this comic a spot because, uh, you know, ironically, Snowflake Comedy Club, come on. Uh, because, uh, yeah, his dreadlocks. Here's how I feel about white people in dreadlocks. You know it's stupid. Like, you know you look ridiculous. You have to know that. Every time I've ever seen a white guy with dreadlocks, I just kind of look at him. He's, he's got a kind of a look on his face like he knows. He knows. He knows, he knows, he knows. Huh. They know. They know they look ridiculous, right? When it comes to a black man face-to-face, -face, like... Yo, like, you look ridiculous, but um, as far as, like, hating on a person or barring them from, like, to, to discriminate or, like, to, to place any further judgment other than you look ridiculous is a bit much. Like, I think it's, a, like, they should have just said to him, like, they should have just put it in his intro. All right, guys, welcome to the stage of this next performer. Uh, he's a complete retard, obviously. He's a white man with dreadlocks, but he might be a funny comedian. Please welcome... Mr. Uh, Zach Portras. Like, that's how they should have handled it, right? Like, but like to just deny him a spot? Like, no, that ain't cool. Like, you know, like, you know, cultural appropriation. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, leave it, leave the judgment in the mind. Leave the judgment unsaid. You know what I mean? Like, judgment is something that's going to happen, but we have to be an understanding society and um, let it be 
I don't know, let it be up to the individual to decide, right? Like, you can't just make a blank, blanket a blanket judgment for all. Like, we as a people, we have of this community declare that you are, are inappropriate to be in our venue. Like, it's like, you can't just make a blanket judgment for everybody. You know what I mean? Like... I, like I said, I think white people who wear dreadlocks look ridiculous. But I would never fucking uh, hate on them or try to disbar them from any opportunity. Like, whatever. Just, you look retarded, but just whatever. You know, go ahead. Have your cake and eat it too, right? So, anyway, that's how I feel on that matter. It's kind of funny, though. You know, Snowflake Comedy Club. Like, give me a break. How many fucking brothers are playing that fucking joint? I just got booked at Snowflake. <laughs> yeah, really, nice. You know, finally getting some stage time. Actually, no, I'm a dishwasher there. <laughs> I'm at the Snowflake Comedy Club this weekend. Come check me out. I'll be mopping the floor. Anyway, uh... So, yeah. But, hey, there is some good things coming in my comedy career. Oddly enough. <laughs> oddly enough. Uh, yeah, you know... Feeling blessed. Why I'm doing all this fucking hard work as a temporary laborer, obviously, is to facilitate the dream. My comedy dream. And yeah, it's coming to fruition. You know, um, I've been grinding it out and uh, I got a venue booked, as I mentioned on the last podcast. And um, I finally got, um, you know, I went and I got some equipment. I'm very proud to say I'm going to post some pictures of that on the website. I got pictures of um, the new uh, PA system. Now I'm in business, baby. Now I'm rocking. I'm mobile. I got a PA system, a wireless PA system. So now I can rock a show anytime, anywhere. Give me a date, give me a stage, and I can rock it, man. I got that mic system, the PA system. Very, you know, very, uh, things are coming into focus. Very grateful. So I got the PA system. I got the name of the show. It's called Our Righteous Mike. And I'm calling it Our Righteous Mike for the, the same reasons that this poor dreadlocked uh, white boy has been facing, right? Like, it's tough for a comic, you know? It's tough because it's like you got all this resistance, you know, from the other side. It's like that song, you know? We gotta stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. So much resistance from the other side. I don't know, something like that, right? It's like there's so much resistance from, like, um, you know, the public with all their PC horseshit. There's so much resistance in general. Like, showbiz is a motherfucker. You know, it's a tough climb. It ain't for the faint of heart. It's hard work. You got to hustle and grind. You know, you got to swing for yourself. Nobody's handing you shit. All people want to do is cut you down for no fucking reason. Oh, you have dreadlocks? You can't perform here. Like, what the fuck? Right? So it's like, there's always some bullshit. I got to add this fucking comic on Twitter, by the way, too. I want to find out who this guy is. Uh, Maybe connect with him a little bit. Uh, Poor bastard, right? And like, you know, it's just like, the, the trials and tribulations of the fucking daily comic, it's unbelievable, you know? You got to work whole, all sorts of horseshit day jobs just to keep yourself afloat. 
You got to work all sorts of shitty gigs where people are heckling you, talking shit about you, trying to shut you down because of your material, judging you on your fucking haircut. And, um, you know, that's why I wanted to make this mic, uh, this, this show that I'm producing, Our Righteous Mic, kind of a reflection of that. You know, it's a righteous place for just comedy. The only rule, just do comedy. That's it. That's like, you know, it's as righteous as it can be. We're doing it from the gut, from the heart, for the right reasons. And, you know, uh, I got some wicked artwork done by my old pal, uh, Nathan. Uh, Nathan Grimm, he's an autist, hailing out of um, Vancouver, Canada. Going to have some more details on that to come. Uh, if you guys are interested in a one-of-a-kind custom artwork, you can hit this guy up. I'm going to have info on him later on as time goes by. And, um, yeah, like, just feeling grateful to have this show booked and coming to fruition. Got the PA system, got the posters done up. You know, I've been handing out some posters in, uh, in my neighborhood, in the neighborhood of the comedy show. So, um, you know, keep posted for all you Torontonians. You know, um, you know, our righteous mic is coming to fruition. I'm going to have more details to come. If you need details on the podcast, or sorry, if you need details on the show thus far, you can hit me up at jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. I'm gonna, you can hit me up there. I can give you further details on the show if you're in Toronto, Canada. Or you can check out uh, Now Magazine online events section. We're listed there. I'm also on uh, Facebook, Our Righteous Mike Event. You could probably find it on there. Uh, I'm just waking up here at first thing in the morning, ready to go mop a floor, so I don't have all the details on the show. But uh, the show details are to come. It's coming to fruition. It's coming to light. Hallelujah. Uh, just been rocking it. And, uh, you know, very grateful. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Again, uh, sorry, that the, sorry that the podcast was late this week, you know. Like I said, all this fucking incessant beeping and buzzing in my apartment. Uh, back on stage for the first time this year. Been working. And uh, yeah, sorry for that. Um, <laughs> I'm, on my way, <laughs> I'm on my way to work right now this morning. And uh, this, the lady, the lady, the supervisor, the head cleaner uh, at, at the job, she's this sweet little... Uh, Hispanic lady, right? She's just hilarious. Okay, Jonathan, Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan, over here, Jonathan. I'm going to show you how to clean the floor, okay? Okay, Jonathan, Jonathan. Okay, uh, you're doing really good, Jonathan. Uh, okay, grab the, grab the broom and you sweep it. You sweep it. Uh, a little, little bit sweep it, a little bit sweep it. And uh, okay, okay, Jonathan, then you grab the mop. The, get, get the mop, Jonathan. And you mop the floor and uh, then you go for your break, okay? Okay, you got it? So sweep the floor and mop and then go for your break, okay? Okay, thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> so I'm going to go hang out with this little chicken uh, today. Uh, she's a sweet lady. She's really funny. And, uh, you know, she's a, she's a good-spirited person. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that um, is so important. You know, like, um, I find, like, what I'm, uh, you know, like what I'm trying to talk about here in the podcast is, like, no matter what you're doing in your life, you got to have a sense of humility and a sense of, um, you know, heart to heart with people. And, uh, you know, 
she's one of the few people that I've met recently in work that gets it, you know? Okay, Jonathan, okay, like, I, everything's very business, Jonathan, okay, we gotta go get this done really quick, okay? Okay, Jonathan, Jonathan, get the garbage, Jonathan, put it in the bucket, okay, Jonathan? Uh, sweep, mop, do, okay, thank you, Jonathan. Like, she's very good at her work, like, she's very focused, but she also has humility, and she also has, um, grace, you know, like, um, Happy birthday to you! Like she does like a little song and dance and like wishes people happy birthday like on their birthday. Like one of the janitors, they had their birthday. <laughs> it was a janitor's birthday at work. Everybody was there. <laughs> it was a fucking janitor's birthday at work the other day and we all had cake and we wished them happy birthday. And the, super and the supervisor lady, right? She's like, happy birthday to you! Like fucking jumping up and down, wishing them happy birthday. And I was like, yeah, that's the spirit, you know? Get down to work when it's time to work. Get down to play when it's time to play, you know? Just have a little humility. Be grounded. Be happy. Be grateful. Hallelujah. So I'm on my way to work this morning, feeling charged up, ready to go clean a toilet. <laughs> so, you know, those are my tender blessings. Um, thank you very much for listening. Our Righteous Mike. Thursday, January 31st, in the year of our Lord, 2019. It's around the corner. It's going to be a hot ticket in Toronto. I'm going to post the details, the events page on Facebook. I'm going to post the events page from Facebook on the website. So if you want information on that show, just check out jonathan-ramtran.com, wherever you found this podcast, more or less. And uh, you're going to be able to get uh, information on the show. So come on out. I'll be happy to see you. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan reporting live for duty on this January 18th, 2019. Working the split shift. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or queries or qualms, you can hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, you love it, you live it, you realize it. Peace. Peace.